0: edition of the full-time roundup on this episode we will discuss is Everton finished will Madrid win La Liga is this the year that the German streak for Bayern Munich is over and so much more please stay with us and here we go Matt Gesson here with Daniel Brackett you know your soccer guys all the way through European football here we are coming at you from Elizabeth Parlor Room, uh, potentially a a spot that we will be at frequently, TBD, uh, but either way we will be referring to and talking about European football with you every week. Uh, Feel free to chime in and and reach out to us at both of our handles on Twitter. Uh, Daniel, feel free to to chime in on yours. Mine is Life of M. Gesslin. You may have heard it before on the Charlotte Soccer Show, Uh, but again, Life of M. Gesslin and Daniel's here uh, is... Liverpool, Charlotte FC. Perfect. Uh, we cannot, like I said, cannot wait to hear from you guys. Uh, this, this podcast is focusing primarily on European football, uh, but if there are topics that you guys want to talk about as well, um, we're happy to include them into the, into the show. Um, Daniel, a little bit of background about you know, your involvement in the game, the teams that you root for, uh, if you want, and then I can certainly get into mine as well.
1: Thank you, Matt. So um, I'm from Raleigh, started playing soccer at four, really never went back came back from there. Um, so I really just focused on soccer the entire time, played up to high school, and um, ended up deciding to go to Charlotte, where my soccer career ended. Still play pickup here and there, and I follow the game pretty religiously. So, hey, and I'm a Liverpool fan. That's most, right, Madison, that's okay, okay. that's importantly, all right. I'm a Liverpool fan, obviously a Charlotte FC fan as well. Um, as we got that team as recently so Matt you want to tell us about yourself yeah
0: yeah thanks Uh, of course Liverpool fan will make that work and there'll be some back and forth on the show of course Uh, but I grew up in New York played uh, all my life uh, whether that was club team or um, in high school um, ODP all that stuff growing up and then uh, decided to kind of stay away from the sport in college but follow it uh, pretty religiously as one would say and then uh yeah to your point dan once we got fc of course here in charlotte um followed that that team as well with the boys we will be focusing primarily on european football um some of the segments that we'll kind of get into and uh, this being the first episode we we are not wearing our kits but uh, we will be kind of highlighting some of the kits that we're wearing i think one of the, the great things about this sport is just all the different kits that a team can wear and a player can wear and how that kind of involves and, and how you got your kit. So it could be a cool topic of each week. Um, we'll also go into a weekly review of each league in Europe, um, some transfer news for you guys each week, uh, predictions about the next season, the next week as well. Um, And then something that we're really excited about, uh, best 11 of the weekend, uh, player of the week for across all European leagues, and then young player of the week as well. So um, on top of that, we'll also have a betting section a little bit. Um, For those of you that know me, I'm what we would classify as a cooler. So I do not actually bet. Uh, Daniel will give his predictions. I may chime in here and there a little bit, but they'll probably be primarily coming from Daniel. Uh, and then we can also always touch on things like U.S. Men's National Team or U.S. Women's National Team, uh, of course, with the Women's World Cup just finishing up and men's, uh, of course, in the cycle right now for 2026 and beyond. So, um, yeah, you know, that's kind of what we're gonna be talking about on this show. We'd love to have you guys follow along, listen in. Again, engagement with us on Twitter if you'd like, uh, but really want to just kind of touch on some of the sport um, across, across Europe as that's really my passion um, Daniel I know you're a Liverpool fan like you mentioned and follow FC. I've had a, a few takes on MLS over the years uh, which we can certainly get into but uh, we're looking forward to chatting some European football with you.
1: Absolutely and we forgot to mention this, Matt, when did you start following Chelsea?
0: I started following Chelsea when I was about 13, 14. Uh, so back in the day when the younger, the, the good teams, the Ballics and Lampards and Drug Buzz and Ashley Coles, John Terrys, etc. Of course we're we're reminiscing and hoping for those days to come back but uh, you're kind of uh, in that moment with Liverpool the last couple of years versus what you guys
1: had earlier on And sure it's been it's been sweet it's been sweet the last five years uh, I actually became a Liverpool fan at age seven my first classic team was Liverpool okay. and our coaches would quiz us on how the, the game went again. so I started following them pretty early kind of fell in love with the club and really got into it probably around 11 when I understood it a little bit more. Sure, sure. But yeah, I've been a Liverpool fan through and through and I couldn't be more excited when Charlotte came to town, but we're gonna focus on European football here. Uh, So shall we start?
0: Absolutely. Uh, So I know one of the things that we want to talk about, one of my favorite leagues, um, I didn't want to also mention, you mentioned Chelsea, but I do have a PSG affiliation. Uh, My dad being from France and born in Paris, um, they were my first team that I followed. Uh, Of course, they were newer at that time, a a very young club at that point, but um, of course I have a a dual affiliation, so of course in Champions League, if those of you have followed, PSG played Chelsea a lot in round of 16 and uh, had to choose one or the other, so um, yeah, but we'll focus, we'll start off on England. Um, A lot has happened in week two, of course England being one of the earlier season uh, leagues to start along with La Liga. Uh, Germany starting a little later, Italy and uh, following last um, as of last week being their first game. Um, so, you know, Daniel, first out of the gate, uh, what were your thoughts on, on the first couple weeks here in the Premier League?
1: Well, it, uh, it started quickly, it started fast, and I think that this is going to be one of the better Premier League seasons we've ever seen. Um, it's not just going to be a top four, it might be a top eight but in te- in terms of just teams being elite. Um, I think that the TV deals and the money flowing into the Premier League at this rate has just made it even more competitive and that's just really, I don't know, been the top tier of European football for a while now, but now it's very evident yep. as, you know, West Ham won the Euro- Europa Conference League last year. Um, so just a team like West Ham, who is usually known as a middle table yeah, side, sure, yeah. uh, to win that that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. So I mean, hey, Brighton with their recruitment, Aston Villa with all the money being spent, yep. with the signs of good coaches. We've yep. seen a lot of new coaches. Yeah, a lot uh, of new coaches. Like uh, Bournemouth, their coach. Yep. New Iriola, I think I pronounced that. Yes. Correctly. Yep. Um, I mean, Zarebi came to Brighton last year. Unai Emery was really at Villa. Through. Yep. Yep. We got Vincent Kompany. Excited to see how he. With play. Burnley. Yep. Um, am I missing any others? Oh, was Big, Ang. can't yeah, can't Big, Big Ange. Yeah, can't forget about Big Ange. Um, Pochettino. Of course, yeah, so, back in the Prem this year. Yeah, it should, yep. be a, it
0: should be an interesting season. Yeah, and to, I think you mentioned one of the teams that's really kind of stood out to us, of course, as a Chelsea fan, I'm very familiar with them uh, and their front office working with them for Caicedo. Uh, Brighton seems to be the real deal. Um, you know, they lost two of their biggest pieces. I know you guys picked up one of them in McAllister, we picked up the other one, and yet they're still at the top of the table right now as we sit here and record this episode. So. Uh, you know, it's just a testament to what a good front office can do. You have a manager like you mentioned, in the Zerbe, who gets the best out of his players, and um, it's just pretty remarkable to see what you know a smaller, uh, t- you know, originally thought of as a mid to lower table team can do if you really put some some uh,
1: money behind it. Absolutely, I mean. I, my background is in finance, and I love a team that punches above their weight. I mean, one of my favorite books of all time is Moneyball, and you would think mm-hmm. the team's running that team, mm-hmm. how they've been producing. Yep. I mean, especially with Cassiedo, McAllister, I mean, the two engines yep. of that team last year that propelled them to a what is it, top, six yeah, top six finish. Yeah, top six finish, yeah, European football. You just can't believe how they just replaced next man up mentality and it's, it's been really impressive.
0: Yeah, and of course they've kept a couple of the big pieces, right, like Estupion and all those guys are still there. We'll see what happens to for now until the window closes in September. Uh, could they be on the move? Probably not, but you never know. Uh, but yeah, they kept a couple of the big pieces, but to your point, that spine in the middle uh, is gone. Um, and how would they react if everyone thought that they were gonna kind of have a little bit of a setback and, and kind of fall down the order a little bit as naturally would happen. but. Quite opposite has happened. Uh, It will be interesting to see, I think, once European football kicks in, that schedule will keep up with them. How will they keep up and and kind of keep that rotation going? But for now, of course, um, like I said, top of the table, how can you kind of uh, work against them at this point?
1: Yeah, the question really is going to be, do these teams that are kind of, Putting themselves in top six positions, will they be able to handle European football yep. and have depth to do that? Yep. Um, I was a little worried about Brian, I was a little worried about West Ham. A little worried about Villa, but they've all spent a decent amount. Minus West Ham, but James Ward-Prowse and yep. Edson Alvarez were huge signings. Big signings. Big price. signings. Absolutely. Um, so we'll we'll see how they fare. And obviously, if they crash out early, then that they'll just focus changes on the things. Season. Yep. Uh, but if if Brighton, West Ham, Aston Villa can make a run, I think that'd be pretty
0: cool. Yeah, and I think one team that uh, we haven't talked about yet, too, as well as part of that conversation is Newcastle, right? Newcastle. In Champions League this year, yep. of course, that means they at least get three games in the group. So no mm-hmm. matter what, they're going to have that, that period. But then, you know, adding Tanali, uh, Tenali, uh, you know, a couple other pieces. Of course, they had a really good, strong squad last year. Kind of where do they fit into the mix? It's going to be an interesting, you mentioned top eight. I think that's a strong statement to make. I agree with it totally. I think the Premier League top to bottom is, is going to be really, really enticing all the way through. I think even teams, you know, we saw Sheffield United play the other day. I think that's one of the teams that we all feel pretty confident are going to go down without much of a fight. Um, but I think yeah, yeah. Burnley, I think Burnley's is going to put up a good, a good contest, Luton Town. That's an exciting story. Uh, first time in the Premier League in their history. Uh, I don't think they give much of a fight, but you never know. You know they they're... ever play a home
1: game. Yeah, if yeah. exactly. <laughs> they ever play a home
0: game. Uh, and then of course there are some really bad teams that you know could that offset. You know, Everton
1: look awful. Um, and again, don't forget about they broke FFP. Yeah, it's coming out in yep. October. Yeah. They get a five, even ten point reduction. Oh if yeah. They are finished. Over. Over. Can... What are you What are your relegation?
0: My relegation teams are going to be Sheffield and IA, which I mentioned, uh, Luton Town, and then I think it's really kind of between Everton and, and Wolves, to be honest. I'm I think it's a really tough tough toss up right there. I'm
1: with you on that. Yep. I think that if they do get charged for FFP and there's any point reduction, then that kind of explains that and it yep. will be that 18th position. Yep. Now Wolves impressed me, first game of the season yep. against Man U. Got they robbed, so robbed they got point, yep. And, but then they were completely awful. At yes. Brian, that's why are we thinking Brian's the real deal? I,
0: I think they're still kind of in that same boat of where they were last year. I think that's a, if they do maintain that top six position with European football in the mix, I think that's a great success for them. Um, if they if they continue and, and focus on Europe, I think they slip a little bit just because of the wear and tear the rotation, the lack of depth for the team, and what that European model looks at. Um, but I do think if they can kind of balance and maybe crash out a little early in Europe, I think they still stay in the top six. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I think they're the real deal as far as what they have available to
1: them at this point. I think the two biggest things for Brian is number one, apparently in CISO, might be out for, out for the season. That saw would that would today, yeah. Really bad for yep. them, especially because they, I think in my opinion, they lack the number 10. Yeah. And he was that guy, even yep. at 19. Um, also, the thing that I worry about Brighton is the Zerbe. Can they keep him all season? Or is another club going to come and buck it up? Yep. Otterdale. Yep. So I think Brighton's biggest thing is is keeping the Zerbe, keeping people healthy, and then just surviving the European competition. Agree. That we rotate out of Brighton. Arsenal and City, they got it done. What do you think? Any any
0: thoughts? I mean, City's a power, right? I think uh, what Pep has designed there and the team and and huge, huge news coming out of uh, Manchester this week was um, Bernardo Silva and Kyle Walker re-signing deals there. I think if they lost both of those guys, I think that's a a whole different dynamic. Of course, Kevin De Bruyne out for an extended period of time with that hamstring surgery, but the depth there and what what Pep has built and the players they have, um, I still think that they, even if they kind of, maintain second, third, you know, maybe won't be as dominant as we all expect, but uh, if they can kind of keep things afloat until uh, Kevin De Bruyne comes back, I think, you know, they're still the team to beat. Arsenal made a lot of moves uh, in the off-season. I think everyone's a little bit hesitant to, to kind of crown them. You know, we don't know what to expect from Kai Havertz, uh, Chelsea guy as well from last season, which didn't really deliver much and, and two games in hasn't done much either. So, they made some good moves. Will they pan out? We'll see. Um, who's going to be their number one keeper at the end of the season? A lot of questions that they've kind of either self imposed or created for themselves, uh, and it'll be it'll be interesting to see. But you know, they Arsenal are on the rise as a as a club. I think Arteta knows what he's doing. It's just maybe may not be their time right this right now with this season.
1: I think the biggest thing for if we're talking about Arsenal, I think the biggest thing is playing Havertz in the position. Of why he went to the Premier League. Chelsea got him because yeah. he was a number ten at yep. Leverkusen, and he is phenomenal in that. When you ask him to play the nine, yep. that's when you struggle. Agreed. He's not, he's not an out-and-out goal scorer. Yep. He's an he His movement has elite movement. His link of play is good. So he is not a goal scorer. Should not play him yep. unless you were to play a false nine, which even then I'm, I'm still uncomfortable. I think he should play ten. So yep. it's up to Gabriel Jesus and Katya Dalgan maybe. To, st- to he stays it away yeah, with the goals. Yeah. I don't think Balogun will be staying yep but and so they both got it done yes One zero each each game yep Arsenal had more let's say hurdles to jump through yep uh, with the Pretty shocking red card or two yellows from Tomoyasu. I thought they were pretty soft. Yep. I don't know if you agree. Yep. Um, so they got it done. That's huge to start the season. Just get it done. Get a W. No one cares about anything except the three points. Yep. Now with you mentioned the Kevin De Bruyne. Mm-hmm. He's thirty-two. Yeah. Is this the year that Foden steps into the Kevin De Bruyne? I
0: mean, this this is where. I mentioned earlier City's depth and what they've built. That's If this is the question that we're talking about, is Kevin Breuner for Phil Foden, that's a good problem to have yes, for any team in the Premier League, right? Um, definitely hear your point on KDB, as we'll call him, just to make it short for everybody. I think that's how everyone calls him almost anyway. Um, 32, you know, there was rumors of him going maybe to Saudi really? in the really? summer. I didn't see that. Um, it was it was kind of quiet but it was still out there what is it going to look like um, of course Saudi we can talk about later kind of gobbling up anyone and everyone with that money that they can throw at you so uh, there was some con, con- conversation um, I think Phil Foden is the real deal I think they also have a guy named Kyle pa- uh, Cole, Palmer, um, Cole Palmer who's yes. been fantastic um, two, game two game winners already now you went, you mentioned both teams getting things done I think city were the more impressive um between those two you go you played the harder opponent that was where i was going they played the harder opponent in newcastle win at home to be honest a pretty boring game um, from a neutral perspective but you get the w and that's all that matters and they beat burnley four nothing on the road in the first game arsenal playing forest and, and kind of getting a squeaky win there um and then going back next week and getting that uh one nothing win so Again, early, very early in the season, you know, we haven't even gotten to Chelsea and Liverpool and Spurs yet and kind of what their impact will be in the season. But, um, you know, I think there's still a lot of room um, for both, all the teams to grow, you know. Uh, it's, and so to your point, yes, Foden will step in and, and deliver because that's what he's done. But I think the sky is the ceiling for that kid and, and where they go um, really kind of depends on, on everything
1: else. England's future number 10.
0: Yep, yep. And then, so, like I mentioned, uh, we haven't even gotten to some of the new, bigger storylines in that other top six. Uh, Of course, we can save the Chelsea struggles uh, for another day, but we can certainly talk about them. There have been struggles for a long time. Um, I think Mauricio Pochettino coming back to the Premier League is a huge get for for us. Of course, um, you know, we thought we had the answer with Thomas Tuchel and also Graham Potter last year things didn't work out I think that's partly on the ownership and all the stuff that happened and Todd Bowley being a little underwater and out of his depth right out of the gate but I do think that uh, Poach will come in Um, of course the youngsters uh, that's what he likes Um, you know I think that's something that he's he's really happy with and has has the ability to kind of mold and shape the teams the way he wants to Um, so I think they'll be we'll be stronger this year probably not top four unless we get a little lucky here and there Um, but personally as a fan and I know it's Hard to say, because of course the goal is always to win it and be in the top four. But if I'm being realistic, if we finish in Europe football, that's a successful season for me for us. So
1: what is not a successful season?
0: Man, if we just keep playing the same way, and 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 that's kind of one of the things that I was uh, took out of the West Ham game, who looked really good the other day. Um, but I think you saw what we were trying to do. You saw a system and a style that we want to play, which last year I don't think we ever really had. Um, now, like I said, if 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 it doesn't turn out we finish in the bottom half again that's a failure of course that's Chelsea um, we uh, we should be in the top half every season um, you know what's been going on there is totally unacceptable we're used to winning under the the Roman era um, again we're in a different era now with Bowley and their organization what they're trying to achieve and uh, the structure of the, or the club etc so yeah I think you know anything less than eighth um, is a failure for us but I don't think you know eight to, eight to Five is probably our window for this year, and that would be, uh, I would take that to be honest.
1: Okay, because so I was, uh, I just don't think there's no way you guys get European football. Interesting, here. okay. Unfortunately, I actually had you guys nine. Okay. Um, All right, so I pretty close,
0: bad. but uh, I'll it take was it. Close. Yeah.
1: I, I will say I am a Poch believer, but I'm not a Chelsea believer at this moment.
0: Well, um, you're a Liverpool fan, so that's natural. I am that's a natural. Non-biased. <laughs> non biased.
1: Non um, biased. But I mean, I guess. If you can get some of those youngsters to step up, then I guess you could rebound now. I think the biggest game is the next game, obviously. Um, And so can you get it done against Luton? That is the question of the day. Let's just say this.
0: If we can't get it done against Luton at home, the there's there's going to be a lot of issues. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, yes, I agree with you. Probably, you know, like you said, um, I think a little better than ninth, but uh, kind of in that same range. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there are a lot of youngsters, still a lot of injuries. Of course, Christopher Mkunku out again, that, that's um, which hurts. That's You know, he was looking really good in, in preseason. I have to get used to it. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a Chelsea striker curse a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully we can get over that. You know, again, we've had a couple more injuries. Um, Kearney out for, for a month um, after last game with a little minor knee surgery, probably meniscus. Don't know the exact extent of it. But again, we just got to stay healthy. We got people picking up injuries all the time. But, uh, you know, another another team that kind of is coming back from last season, a disappointing season, is your Liverpool. Uh, you know, you mentioned kind of where we would land in, in our table, but where do you see your guys finishing this year?
1: Um, pre-transfer window close, I see us at the- Okay. But, I mean, obviously everyone knows why Liverpool was bad last year. Yep. Because the midfield. Yep. And the lack of investment there. And uh, we might signed McAllister, Shogersly, now Endo, new signing. But uh, is that going to be enough? I, I, I just don't think so. I think that we got to swing for the fences. I think that a, there's, there's a list of seven names, eight. Ten names that I'd be okay with as a center defensive mid. Mm-hmm. Um, but indo and relying on an injury prone thirty plus year old Thiago and then an eighteen year old in is not gonna be the answer. Yep. So especially as it pains me to say, even in Europa League. So haven't heard that word in a long time. Yep, a Liverpool yep, fan. Yep. Uh, but I do think that after losing the Europa League to the owners of the Europa League, Sevilla. Sevilla, yeah. I think that clock is going to be very bullish on winning that, and uh, so we'll we'll see how the season goes. I mean, I thought talking about last week, Bournemouth come back, went down one because we we're playing yep. rubbish for the first fifteen minutes, um, but we kind of figured it out. I mean, we're we've been playing four up top. Yep. Um, so a little bit. A little bit concerning with that but now with the endo he got some minutes in i think that he's actually going to start next week and uh someone's going to have to get dropped who that is i can tell you that's why they pay you're getting millions millions of dollars yeah yep, zero. yep. <laughs> <laughs> but i will uh, continue to commentate from the sidelines
0: any concern on um Trent Alexander-Arnold of course the back line's been a little bit suspect the first two games you mentioned the midfield last year being the problem i think you guys have kind of solved that a little bit um, this season from what we've seen of course the chelsea match was a great exciting first match i think everyone was really running wild with where both teams could go uh, of course last game was more of a setback for both um, i think and kind of a realization like hey let's slow the brakes a little bit uh, but what did you take away from you mentioned a slow start again in the back. Uh, I think that may be one of your Achilles heels as a neutral or a, a, anti-Liverpool fan. Uh, kind of what are your thoughts there? Is that more
1: of a concern than the midfield right now? I think it's more of a system thing. Um, Con- I think that if we're going to play this hybrid three with possession and invert Trent into the midfield, I think Robertson is not a good for that role. Um, I think we also need to sign a left center back. What, what we need is we need – at least one more defensive midfielder and a rest in the back. Now, Ibrahima Kanate and Virgil are fantastic, mm-hmm. but depending on a uh, 32, 33-year-old Joel Matty and a Joe Gomez who's just been inconsistent and prone, that's just not going to get it done. Yep. Um, we have no Trent replacement, really. Uh, we do have a Robertson replacement. So I think if we just... Ref- Reverted to the 4-3-3. I think that leakiness out of the back would be solved. Sure. Um, but that also means we have to have a six. Yep. Are we going yep. to rely on a 29-year-old Indo who was a captain for his Bundesliga side? Is he an elite player right. who's going to carry us to Champions League football? Right.
0: Can he compete in the Premier League? We'll That's the
1: question, right? You will see. Yeah. And uh, the game was kind of done and dusted by the time he came sure. on against Bournemouth. So I guess he'll probably start this week. Um And we'll, I guess we'll have that answer next week.
0: Sure. One quick team I want to talk about real quick before we get into uh, another team that can kind of segue us into a different league um, is Man United. Uh, of course, I think we're both pretty anti-Man United in our own fandoms. But yeah. um, just some quick thoughts on their first two games and, and what Eric Ten Hag is doing over there in Manchester.
1: I just – I will never understand. Because I can I can look at this logically. How do you sell Right. With that midfield situation. Right. Yeah. And then you got.
0: And Mason Mount's now, now hurt as well, so he's out until after the
1: break. And then you got Casemiro looking a solid 10 pounds heavier yep. than he was last year. Yep. A lot slower. I just, I just don't understand how that club is run. I thought Tin Hogg would come in and kind of fix things, and I think he's improved the squad. Yep. I think he's improved how they play. But some of the questions this year like why is he playing Rashford at the nine? Yeah. Why? Like, that midfield, I, I, just, I just don't
0: understand that. Yeah, and it was a little bit disappointing, of course. They got the the steal of a win against Wolves. Um, we saw what they really kind of are right now against Spurs last week, which was pretty pretty awful, uh, to be honest. And I think that's a concern, considering, to your point, they had a full season, full offseason with Eric Ten Hag now, uh, and yet they still look like the same Manchester United last year, which we all complained about. Um, so that's a little concerning. Again, not the end of the world for us if they finish outside the top six, but... Uh, you know it's Man United. They'll find a way. Um, but one team I do want to talk about, I mentioned here briefly, um, is Spurs. Um, they, you know, they have big Ange now big in there. Uh, of course, a few pieces that that moved on that we'll get to in a second. But um, any quick thoughts on how Spurs have started the last two games? Uh, it's a totally different team than what we've seen.
1: Yeah. So we've seen what Antonio Conte and yep. Jose Mourinho. Yep. And you have the complete opposite end of the spectrum now with Ange the Ex Celtic manager. I wasn't able to watch Spurs that much, but I've read plenty of articles on Big Ange and uh, what I've seen so far, I watched I watched the whole Brentford Tottenham game. That was an enjoyable yep. one too. I wasn't able to catch much. I watched the highlights of the Man United Tottenham game. But what I will say he is Basuma.
0: Fantastic Newton, in
1: the midfield. He was boss in the He's game. He's not a new signing, but yep. he is a new signing. Yep. And he is the exact midfielder that Ange wants. Yep. I think that Richarlison's got to step up, but he will. Yep. I think that the attack will come with time, but their free-flowing football, the confidence, and players who were awful last year, like uh, an Emerson Royale, yep. he he's reinvented a lot of these players yep. and i'm actually pretty excited to see what they what they can do this
0: year. it will be interesting uh, you mentioned he's suma of course a fantastic midfield player center defensive midfield i think player that liverpool could use and would from be right yes from brighton again um, you know johnny uh, john hayes on, on charlotte soccer show mentioned um, on his twitter handle just how perfect of a player he would be for a team like charlotte fc um, so again uh, you know just a great kind of Controller of the game uh, has done a great job there, but I do think going back to the Spurs kind of new look One of the things that does concern me is in the back I think they're very open they're much more forward advancing forward like you mentioned but are those center backs and those and those full backs going to be strong enough to keep things in in check Uh, that'll be the the real test for for Spurs going forward and of course the one answer and one question mark that everyone's going to have is who's going to score their goals, right? Um, you mentioned Richarlison, I think, um, pretty average player. I think a little overhyped, and personally his own hype is, is kind of what got him there and what got this whole thing started. Um, but, of course, when you lose a player like Harry Kane, uh, you know, who's now in the Bundesliga at Bayern Munich, um, that's going to be an interesting dynamic for them. And um, and how do they kind of, you know, take that and kind of get those goals? Sonny's a great player, but can he carry and score 35, 40 goals and yeah. replace Harry? I don't think so.
1: But the one thing I will say about Ange Postecoglou's sides is they're so free-flowing, yeah. it's almost like there's not a position. Right. You just kind of fill in the position that's needed. Yeah. And so when you play that type of football, you don't really need one man to yeah. score. Yeah. You just have confidence in your team, and the team is confident. The goals will come. Yeah. Now, I mean, obviously I'm not going to say that Sunday, does not have to score at least 10 to 15 goals yeah. a season for them but in the big moments obviously you want a son or a Kulicevsky Yeah. or a, we even mentioned James Madison to pop up but when it comes to the goals I think that the goals will just come however they come yeah but they they will need help from their big new signing James and uh son and go And Richarlson. 14.87, 10 goals. With if he
0: can get that, yeah, it'd yeah. be fantastic. Well, switching gears a little bit, I mentioned Harry Kane and where he's off to now in the Bundesliga at Bayern Munich. Um, first, of course, getting a goal and an assist, looking as if that's just Harry Kane, doing Harry Kane things. Um, any thoughts on Bayern Munich in the Bundesliga? Of course, opening match, victory uh, against Wolfsburg, or, excuse me, uh, Wetterbehrmann, and then, uh, you know, just 4 nothing, just ho-hum, Bayern Munich off to the normal start.
1: Yeah, it's unfortunate I uh I mean as an ex-Chelsea as a Chelsea mm-hmm. fan mm-hmm. I don't know where you stand with Tuchel but uh, I never really have been a fan of Tuchel yep. um I respect him as a manager going the UCL and Chelsea I don't think deserve to win the UCL sure. but I will say that I have a hot take and uh I think that he might not last the year, even with this big 4 win. Fair um, enough. Wow, interesting. I mean, he, they got absolutely drugged against Leipzig. Yep. And the, the, I don't even know what that po, A Polka Cup
0: or a Super Cup. Super, Super Cup. Cup. So yep. the German Super German Cup. German Super Cup. Is the
1: Polkai winner and the Bundesliga winner Correct. Winners.
0: It's basically the community shield yeah. of German
1: football. Yeah. So I was very worried for them. I figured they'd win against Fede Bremen. Now, it was... Zero, 0 all the way to the 70th yeah. minute and yeah. they piled on at the end um, I think that he can have spats as you would know, mm-hmm. with players and yeah. I've already seen reports of Kimmich having trouble and that's that's the heart of that team so yeah. I don't know, we'll see we'll see how he does, I think the formations he plays will suit an you know, Alfonso Davies yeah. uh, but like when it comes to like, say in Luciala I don't know if how they play will suit him. Yeah. Um, but I mean I think they're gonna win their hump teeth <laughs> <Liga? laughs> That but would if, be eleven in a row uh, if they win this season. Okay. Yep. But I do think that this is the most competitive Bundesliga mm-hmm. they will be
0: Agreed. I agree with you on that and I know we talked about it offline a little bit earlier um, that we both don't have them winning the league this year although that may have changed but I, we mentioned RB Leipzig as our well I had RB Leipzig I think you had RB Leipzig or second. second okay so uh, but to your point it will be much more competitive this season in the Bundesliga of course um, you know Dortmund off that disappointing last minute uh, let's call it a bottle of, of the season last season, unfortunately. Uh, they scrape by and get their win. Uh, a Mollen goal in the last you know, 88th minute, I think it was, off a corner. Um, so they're back uh, you know, uh, undefeated, of course. Uh, a great, great game in Bayern Leverkusen and RB Leipzig. Leverkusen getting the better of Leipzig, which was surprising, especially after you mentioned that three nothing win in the Super Cup. Was it? Not? Uh, I don't know. It's an, it'll be interesting. We'll see. As we met, I know we've talked about this. Uh, Leverkusen, of course, a great talented team always. Um, since I've been around watching the Bundesliga, but they always find a way to kind of shit the bed essentially. Um, and so this game was a big game for them against Leipzig. Granted, first game of the season. Let's not overreact. Um, but a big win against a, a, arguably a top top
1: contender in the Bundesliga. Yeah, well, you said don't overreact. I'm going to overreact. <laughs> um, you said that Leverkusen had bottled it before in years past. I think that they were, if I remember correctly, before Xavi Alonso, they were not in a great place. Nope, they were not. Xavi Alonso, ex-Liverpool legend. Um, I kind of took his first big role yeah. in Leverkusen. Yeah, yeah big the, role. The she yeah. associated B coach, I believe, Correct. For yeah. that. So I made a huge jump to, like, a top six... Bundesliga team and man do they play pretty football. They do. Um, yep. I think that the likes of in Frimpong, um, they signed Bonifassi. Yep. I think I pronounced that yep. right. Uh Verrit the number ten this year. And he's um, a he's a player
0: to watch, by the he way. Is.
1: He's he will not be there for very yep. much longer. He's I expect him to be like almost like Kai Havertz. Yep. And be out of there with sixty million plus after the season. Um, and the fact that they scored four goals without Diaby, which was yeah. their key guy yeah. last year. I just think that, I don't know if you remember this, but every single game of Leverkusen last year, they, it was like 70% of their forward runs were on the right side with Frempong mm-hmm. and Diaby. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought, just was thinking to myself, because there was rumors of Frenpong going somewhere else. Yep, at one they point, lose yep. both. That's, that's over, that's over, yeah. But now that they got Jonas Hoffman from Borussia Mönchengladbach, which is a very low-key signing. I yep. haven't heard much about it, but he was a very – he carried them. Carried also. them, yeah. Um, and then you signed a guy like Xhaka, who's had Premier familiar experience, yep. won a couple trophies with Arsenal. Yep. Arteta Ball, I feel like he's a little – Swiss International as well, Swiss captain. So, yeah, yep. So I think having that experience, and he – having him in the heart of the midfield after a fantastic season that no one expected. Yeah. Uh, with Arsenal, I think that they are maybe
0: my favorite team to watch in the Bundesliga. Fair enough. And a league that, you know, we mentioned Bayern Munich kind of dominates looking at their 11th in a row, which is a little bit, you know, unfortunate, um, but a league that is entertaining. Um, oh, if you want to watch goals and, and have a good time, maybe the, you know, the style of play isn't for everybody, but goals galore. I think there was a 4 4 game already this season, a yep. 97th minute penalty equalizer. Yep. Um, so, craziness in the
1: Bundesliga uh, all around. And I, uh, so yeah, there was 4 4, 3 2, 1 2, 5 0, 2 0, 1 0 on the first match day on that Saturday. I don't know. That's like MLS sports, yeah. right? There. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I'm here for it. And I, before we move on, yeah. I did want to mention this. Um, give me a Seconds. Sorry about this. So Union Berlin. Yep. Mines. I don't know if you. Oh, yeah. I here. did not. No. So they won four-one. Okay. Uh, and Aronson got the nod. Played seventy-six minutes, but we won't even talk about that. So their striker, thirty-two-year-old Kevin Berens, scored a hat trick. Okay. With a nine-point-six rating on mob. but the funniest thing is that I haven't seen in a long time. Mines is striker. Miss two, two, two penalties, two saves from the keeper. Jeez, I, mean, you don't, I don't think I've ever seen that in my time. Two is
0: hard. I mean, one I can see, you know, especially if you're taking if you made the first one, we saw it with Harry Kane and the World Cup. You yeah. know, you, you take that second penalty, thinking a little bit in your head, keeper kind of has an idea, but to miss both that's that's painful. And they weren't even retakes,
1: oh. they were just different oh. times you went right, and then oh you my left goodness, and missed both. jeez, Louise. Man. I actually saw his mouth, he said, for fuck's sake after. Yeah, so, I would too I, at that point, day, I but. would
0: too. Well, that's a great segue into a team that um, looked like they may not score this season, which is very surprising for them. Uh, Barcelona in La Liga uh, finally got a 2-0 win after a 0-0 draw against Catafé in the first week, uh, but really, really struggled in this game again um, to score some goals. They scored a late, late essentially winner. Um, in the 75th minute I believe it was from Pedri a beautiful goal Oh, um, yeah, well, that ball was All that class. just that little ticky tacky football is what you're looking for but yeah. um, it really was a struggle you know Louis Vend- uh, Robert Lewandowski Louis as some of us call him uh, hasn't gotten on the score sheet yet looks a little lost concerning. a little yeah. concerning yeah a little bit uh, a little slow start for him uh, any thoughts on, on Barca at this point of course we'll get into Madrid here in a second and the rest of La Liga but um, any thoughts on Barca and what they're getting done?
1: Um, I just think that when you are in the financial state that Barca are in because of over-leveraging and and this and that. You
0: mean you don't want to pull all the levers and figure out how many they
1: have? I mean, I don't even think a U.S. accountant for a top company could even pull levers like they've done. But um, I think that the first thing I wanted to mention was Lumine Lamas. Yeah. He gets a nod and who's the 16-year-old La Masia? get the nod over, he gets the nod over Ferran Torres, he gets the nod over Ansu Fati, yep. another big Monsita, question marks there, yep, and uh, Yep. I butchered that, yep. but that was crazy, I mean, I don't, people have their own arguments, should a 16 year old be put in the limelight to arguably the most sure. popular club in the yep. world, yep. but I thought he looked good, um, they struggled to... They did. The low yep. yep. It's a lot harder, but it's also Barcelona, right? And I think that since Messi left, they still don't have that one guy who's just going to put it on his back. Yeah. I think Lewandowski can't do it on his own. He needs service. He needs service, at right? This age exactly. Yep. That he's at. Yep. Um, I think that Pedri and Gavi look decent, but I just think that they need that extra oomph, and I don't know where that's going to come from. Yep. Especially when you sell. Maybe the player he wasn't always on the pitch, but Dimdale. Yep. He was kind of that player for them at times. Um, I mean, personally, I'm a big fan of Ferran Torres. Um, and he got the second goal, of course. He the second yep. goal, and I think that apparently there's a report I was actually reading right before I came here. He's doing double sessions. Just probably the most professional player at, yep. at, at the moment. So is he going to be the guy who steps up this year? When they need the most yep. because as of now it's looking like real madrid are the favorites
0: and they're going to need someone to step up of course a report came out this morning that Pedri is not going to be out for a month with they a quad so. injury uh so he'll be out bef- you know until the after the international break so that's a struggle for them and again they have not looked good here uh, of course it's early on let's not get crazy let's not overreact again like we mentioned before i think that's the theme of the early yeah. season uh, but one team that does look good and of course big signings potentially another signing that we don't want to get into we'll, we'll talk about it later maybe uh, but Real Madrid uh, and Jude Bellingham and he's kind of just filled right in and, and hey, hey Jude <laughs> yeah exactly he's just filled right in and you talk about youngsters you mentioned it with Barcelona this kid is 19 years old I think he may have just turned 20. Um, either way he's still a young kid taking on the lead role at one of the most you know, famous, if not the most famous club in the world. With and boy, did he deliver, and has he looked good, man. He just fits right in with this Real Madrid squad. He is
1: 20 years old as of June 29th. The crazy stat is he did not even play for Dortmund in his 20s. Mm-hmm. He was the co- he cog last year for Dortmund, pushing on the league, and it was not his fault they choked. But, dude, he has two matches, three goals, one assist. Yep. Yeah in average rating of 9.0. Yeah,
0: and Carlo Ancelotti mentioned it today. We're okay without Kareem Benzema because we have a guy like Jude Bellingham, and you mentioned his age, 20 years old, and putting that much pressure on a kid to deliver, and he has delivered. Yeah, he's
1: not even a striker. Yeah,
0: not even a striker. Not even a
1: striker. Yeah. So, I mean, God, what, what do I even start with the I mean starts out pretty rough. You get yeah. a Courtois and an Edder both ACLs gone for the season. Plus,
0: time. like I mentioned, Karim Benzema, your ben leading Benzema. goal scorer, gone from last season.
1: Yeah, no. So, I mean, those are anyone that will win Dior. Yeah. That's not for Yeah, me. exactly. So, yeah. I mean, you would. I was thinking they were doomed. Not doomed, but I was obviously thinking Barca would probably be able to edge them this season. Yep. And uh, Carlo does it again. The Italian mastermind with that beautiful one eyebrow ring. <laughs> um, man, I mean, Kamavinga. Yeah, another player, yeah. Tony Cruz and Madras yep. rolling back. the years. that Cruz assist on that Jude goal, man. Fantastic, that was, that yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, even their left back, they, they're deep, they've been deep into the yep. academy system. Yep. Uh, with their left back, because we're out. Yep. So they do have some injuries, and rotation's gonna be a question, because can you take out Jude Vinnie Jr. and Rodrigo yeah. all in one swoop? Right. Since you don't have a Marco Asensio yep. anymore, yep. Um, so it's gonna be a question, and there's still that passing the baton over from the young to the old. I think this is the year yep. that it actually happens to Chami or to True Chiamini, yep. Sorry, that's okay. Um,
0: it's a tricky one. It is every French background <laughs> <restaurant laughs> uh, yeah. helps.
1: Um, So, I mean, he got the nod. Yeah. Another youngster, too, by the way. Same with
0: Kevin That that midfield for the future is, you know, you mentioned the changing of the guard, Tony Cruz and and Modric, but you got three youngsters that are going to come in and look just as
1: stellar as those two. It's ridiculous. And I think there's no better manager to bring them through that period than Carlo. Yeah. Um, Even though he might be on his way out to the Brazilian national team after this year, I think he's going to get out with a big. Totally.
0: Any other thoughts on on La Liga? I think I think you know, of course, Letty Madrid are going to be around, and, and maybe Sevilla, although they had a pretty bad loss. Um, um, goal fest, though. Goal fest. Um, but any other thoughts on La Liga, or is it really just a two-team race per usual this season? I
1: think it's going to be a two-dog race, but I do think that Atletico Madrid will get that. I mean, basically, you should just call third. Yeah. Atletico yeah. Madrid. Um, I think that obviously Griezmann. I yep. think that. Rodrigo De Paul, Marcus Llorente, Memphis Depay yep. starting to get more game time. I think that they're going to be a fantastic team. Um, now, I just don't think that they can have the draw against Betis this weekend. Yeah. It's just like, they needed to win that, even if yeah. they're on the road, I think. I, I, I don't think Sevilla are, are going to be that good from what I've seen. Yep. Um, quick story, when I was in Spain last summer, that was the only game I got to go to. The Sevilla, Athletic Bilbao, last game of the season to fight the Champions League spot. Oh, wow. Fantastic and game. It was a fantastic state. Yeah. Very family atmosphere. Yeah. Very intimate. And so they're kind of the team I I prefer to watch in sure. La Liga. Now, obviously, you can't turn off Barca. The stream, but right. But right. just for that, I I do like Sevilla. Um, but that's really it from from, from La Liga from I
0: mean, that's, that's kind of how it boils down to, right? And yeah. you, you mentioned Germany being somewhat similar, of course, maybe a little tighter this year at the top four. Spain is usually top three with that fourth team kind of just there as fourth. Um, you mentioned a team uh, and a couple of players that have kind of gone over and transitioned. Uh, Usman Dembele, now at PSG in France. Of course, um, their struggles continued this this past season, uh, tying Laurent in the first game of the season without Kylian Mbappe, that whole saga. We yeah. can we can do an entire episode on that. Um, any thoughts on PSG's struggle to start? Well, we can certainly get back into uh, Syria at the end. I think there's a lot that's packed there, but um, any thoughts on PSG and, and kind of how League has uh,
1: started. So I do think that obviously last match day against with Toulouse, Yep. Right? Yep. Um, lose you don't start Dembele, you don't start Mbappe. It's kind of what we expect. Yeah. Um, but they did get put on in 60th, 70th minute. Yep. Tied it up. Hakimi kind of gave up a pretty stupid pin. Yep. But I do think with Luis Enrique, I do think with um, Kylian Mbappe staying this yep. season, and then Bale, especially being in his home country, mm-hmm. will he kind of get back to his best? Yep. I actually do think so. Um, they got Ugarte. Yep. Fantastic yep. player. Uruguayan player. Um, Skurnyyar. Yep. That was a good signing. Obviously, Nuno Minge. Um, Akimi. Yep. Uh, they got some. They got some guys for sure. I mean, they've also had some. I wouldn't say flops, but I would say Fabian. You should sure. Step up. Yep. Um, can you name a few more? Uh, Kike looks yep, on his way out. Yeah,
0: Ellen's way out. Yeah, I think so, yeah.
1: But um, I'm trying to think of if there's, if there's anyone more. I mean, Vitania, you'd like to see him do yep, more? Yep, Um So we'll see if they can get it done this year. I obviously think they will. Sure. But uh, other than PSG struggles, are, is there anyone else you're going to be watching?
0: Marseille is an interesting team. They made some good moves in the offseason. They're always kind of one of those teams that are hit or miss the top and and kind of give PSG a fight. Of course, PSG, like I mentioned at the top, has kind of been a more relatively new team uh, to Ligue 1. Of course, they've been around, but this dominance has kind of been more recent, Marseille being the the more traditional dominant player in France. I think, you know, they'll kind of have a, a stronger season. Last year was a little bit of kind of up and down for them, more so than they're used to. Um, I think Monaco will be, will be strong again, um, kind of under the radar as always. They don't really, you know, do many flashy signings, more so kind of through the academy and younger players. Um, Lyon are, are terrible. Um, I think another team that's going to be pretty poor, Strasbourg, is, is so affiliated with Chelsea now as a kind of ownership group. Same, same team. Didn't they um, sign up of guys? Yeah, and I think they're going to kind of loan each other out yeah. and back and forth, and kind of be system. like a little farm system. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, PSG is really the class of, of league. Of course, there's going to be a story, and um, if Mbappe plays, if he stays, there's so many players on the on the outs. You know, Verratti and. Uh, Julian Drexel and just so many guys that kind of you know are the class of France um, from a club side Uh, so I think you know they'll kind of they'll kind of run away with it Um, maybe maybe some issues towards the end of the season especially as this Mbappe Mbappe Saka comes back Uh, but I think Luis Enrique is the right guy for the job Uh, I think one of the things for PSG's perspective is can they be a team they've always kind of had this mentality of, of buying a team versus kind of creating a team culture and atmosphere so I think if Luis Enrique can kind of get that going, I think Liga is not is never their question. It's always Champions League for, for PSG, and um, that'll be where they're really measured is, is Champions League versus Liga.
1: I do think that the first step, and you said, you know, they play as a team. Yeah. Not only did they get rid of Messi. Yeah, really and Neymar Messi, too. But they got rid of Neymar yep. to so Yep, yep. I think that's gonna help. I think that Mbappe doesn't like to be challenged. I don't, I think he likes to be the alpha yep. in the room. And I think that they got people around him, especially his French compatriots in yep. Baylight, that will help. Now, I do want to talk a little bit about Monaco. Yeah. Um, as a Chelsea fan, you've got and yep. of Yep, yep, who looks, looks great, by the way. The two guys have stepped right up. Yep, um, yep. I, I gotta look at their names, but I do think that there also have been a little rumor mill that Balogun, to be honest with you, especially with the whole the whole thing that's going on yep. with Beigne there right now, um, with his recent maybe uh, crimes, um, so I mean Taki Minamino has come off the mark pretty pretty good yeah. so far. Um, he scored a race yep. last weekend. Uh, they signed was it Dennis Sakar? Yes, they, they did. Yes, correct. Yeah, yes. so that's, I yep. think he's gonna have to reinvent himself yep. in, in France. Yep. Um, so I actually, especially if they get Balogun and they can stay healthy, I think that Monaco um, can do good. Now, can they
0: can they push PSG or is it really just kind of like a second I think second team? It depends team. on Balogun.
1: Okay. Because if they don't sign Balogun and then there, obviously gets arrested or in jail. Then I think they're arrested. <laughs> the Well, I mean, reports are bad, (laughs) so, I mean, if he's not in the picture and they don't sign a guy, then I think they're in big trouble. But I think that if they sign Balagun and he picks up where he left off at Rems, I think that they are going to be just fine. Now, I will name a team that disappointed me a little bit this weekend, but I think they're my dark horse for challenging. Okay. Ren. Okay. I think Ren has made some absurdly good signings. They've strong last year too, by the way. Very strong last yeah. year. Linz, because they played Linz, yep. Who, you know, sold Openda, they yep. sold their Fofana to yep. Saudi. Um, but I just want to name a few signings that they did. Yeah. They signed Blas from Nantes. Mm-hmm. He was fantastic last yep. season. Their best player. They have Amin Gori. Yep. Calomendo Muniga. They signed uh Enzo Le from Lorient. Yep. And then Beauregard in that midfield. I mean, that, that is that's pretty solid. Pretty stacked. solid, yeah. That's pretty stacked. Yep. And they've done it low key. They just signed the veteran Matic yep. from Roma. Yep. Um, unfortunately, they did sell Doku. Yes. But I don't think that that matters too much because I think they probably, I would figure them to reinvest yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Or maybe from the signings from earlier this summer, that was their, their way gambling, of cutting it back yeah, exactly. going even, basically. Exactly. So they're my, and Martin Terrier's had a fantastic season last year. He's mm-hmm. been injured, yep. but when he comes back- It's like an extra signing. It's going to be the extra signing where yep. they lost that Doku hole.
0: Yep, is. yep. It's a great call. I mean, Ren was, like I said, a strong team last year in Liga, of course, um, you know, PSG came came back to the field a little bit and then stretched it out. So it'll be interesting to see kind of what that gap is. I still think they're the team to beat, um, but Liga is getting more competitive, getting stronger. Uh, So it'll be interesting to see. You mentioned, um, you know, Manuel Matic uh, coming over from Roma. Uh, We haven't touched on the Serie A yet. Of course, they're the last league to start. Um, Last week was their first game. Uh, Any thoughts uh, briefly on on Serie A? We can, you know, would love to kind of let that league kind of get into, into the season to kind of before we start Car getting really into it, but um, any takeaways from week one?
1: You mean siri USA? Yeah, siri USA. Because, yes. I mean, man. I mean, where where can I start? You got Milan getting the duo Pulisic yep. and Musa. They yep. had a great first game. Pulisic looked back to his old self. Giroud, Liao, I I picked them like personally to win the league. Okay. Um, now they look good. Napoli with their new coach looked pretty solid. Pretty solid. You would um, think they would have taken a step back, I, and I that was, was, I was yeah. They would. Yep. I, I wasn't a big fan of their hire. Um, I thought they could have done better yep. with the coach. But they were back to winning ways without Cavacioli. Yep. Um,
0: well done on the pronunciation, by the way. I That's try. a hard one. That's I a try. hard
1: one. Uh, Inter Milan looked pretty good. I mean, after that Champions League final mm-hmm. loss, I was even calling for I think they could do be better the coach with but then he drags them to the yeah, champions final. league final yeah exactly yeah the martinez and burrell look their usual selves yep. um and uh i think that uh Yube, with no european football can play better i mean i don't like UVA because i cannot stand Allegri. Yep. uh Allegri because um, they anti-football yep but uh do you have any time of the teams I just
0: mentioned? I mean, of course, you know Milan. I think the the Milan teams are going to be strong. Uh, you mentioned Inter going to the Champions League final. AC adding the players they did not only Chiekeze uh, and then also uh, Ruben Loftus Cheek. Not a not a terribly flashy signing, but I think adds depth to that in midfield theory. for them. Yeah, exactly. So again, early in the early in la, uh, Serie A uh, season, uh, quick top four,
1: pretty standard. Or uh, I'm going to go with. AC Milan, yep. Napoli. Okay. Probably Inner. Okay. And then I'm gonna go with
0: the team. Okay. Well wow, that's a dark horse. We'll see how that pans out for that's the rest of the season. Take. That is a hot take, know, but we'll see.
1: Got Lazio, Adelana, and <laughs> Roma. I think this is the best this, is, this is a season I've seen in yeah. a long time.
0: Now, you have to get Paramount+, Plus, which is a different conversation about but we'll, we'll save that for another time. Shout but... to my father. <laughs> well, while we're on predictions, um, you know, predictions for this week, there's a couple games that are up there. Of course, you know, our two teams are playing. Uh, Chelsea play Luton tomorrow on Friday, if you're listening to this. Um, on, on Friday, you're listening to it, so we play today. Um, I'm going to say we get a W. I'm going to make that one pretty quick. We don't have to talk about that one too long. So. Uh, Liverpool, how are you guys feeling?
1: To the tune Army, I'm, I'm honestly. Tough game. I don't know. Tough game. I don't know, because I don't know if Klopp is going to start Endo or not. I mean, I okay. elected that he probably will. Yep. But, because I don't think you can play that gacko hybrid role sure. Klopp. I don't think that's. This is the team to do it against a very solid and yep. consistent team. Um, so I think if you get out of the draw, I'd be pretty happy. Okay.
0: No, it's, it's a tough game on the road. You know, St. James's Park is going to be rocking per usual. Uh, tough game. You know, a, a draw is not a bad result for you guys there. Uh, a couple of really good games on the docket for Friday. Real Madrid's playing tomorrow as well. Uh, RB Leipzig, who we mentioned earlier. Any thoughts on either of those two games? I
1: think that the Rafa Benitez Revenge Tour Kay. could be a sneaky, sneaky result for Salta Vigo. Interesting. Placing Gabby De- Vega. I think that they've had a decent start to the season. Now, do I think they'll win? No. If they get it, I could see them getting a draw, a sneaky draw. This is one of those ones that I just have a feeling for some reason. And I think that Leipzig versus Stuttgart, obviously, Leipzig need to get a win badly. Yep. Stuttgart absolutely drugged Bochum yeah. last, last yep. week. So, two high flying teams. To be fair,
0: Bochum probably bottom of the table again oh, for five Germany. Five. Yeah. So, let's yeah. just put it out there it's for that yeah that's, a, that's statement. a statement that is a statement yep.
1: so i think i think leipzig's gonna win that okay um and i think that when you didn't mention not yes monaco yeah i think that monaco like you said wants to push psg yep psg up not off to a good start so this is the time to build some ground up but not be like an arsenal and shook it all away the end.
0: fair enough fair enough well, perfect. Uh, huge week ahead. Of course, uh, there's still some business to be done in all the leagues. Like I mentioned earlier, window closes in September, September 1st for Europe. Uh, Saudi does close a little later and they're making a big splash. Again, we can talk about that much more in depth later on. Uh, any, you know, any concern about this rumor about Mo leaving potentially to Saudi or no no concern?
1: I, I think that, it'll, I don't think Liverpool will cash in. Okay. Um, Interesting. I mean, this is Moe's last year. I think that he signed a new contract this year with the expectation, probably like you had been had, of an actual rebuild. Sure. I think we got half of the rebuild. So I don't think Moe's very happy. Moe wants to win the league, Moe yeah. wants to win championships. Yep. Yeah. He's already probably pissed about Europa League on Thursdays. Yeah. So I I think this is his last year, the Egyptian King.
0: That'd be interesting, yeah. And there obviously are quite a few other storylines out there. Um, I think, you know, again, with the league, with the window closing next week, we'll have a little bit more to talk about as far as transfers. We can review some of the other bigger transfers from the summer, besides Harry Kane, of course, which I think trumps all of those. But um, one of the segments that we would love to kind of um, build upon is, is our best 11 from the weekend. Um, I know you've met you through years in here. Uh, feel, feel free to take us through your best 11.
1: Alright, so I'm going to start from keeper all the way to forward. Okay. So, my keeper, for now, like I mentioned earlier, yep. the two PK saves, and he did concede one, but I mean, when you save two PKs, yeah. I mean, you kind of just basically with yourself as the goalkeeper of yeah. the week. Um, still, shout out Allison, he kind of kept us in that Bournemouth game. Now, for my right back, I'm gonna go with Friend Kong. He was electric, he kind of filled that Diaby void. Um, he's looking lively. Um, Singo is my right center back. Okay. Monaco. Chile. Yep. Yep. He looked really good. He's only like 18 or 19 years old so he's very promising i'm sure chelsea will go snap yeah i'm sure we will i'm sure we'll pay maybe for more maybe, money yeah exactly maybe on a seven-year deal yeah um and then i think bird just looking back to himself um, okay i think he struggled a little bit this last year but uh, i think he's looking better a from brighton he's just been fantastic been fantastic yeah better than cucurilla yeah for sure yeah well it's okay <laughs> we don't have to get into that um Navi Keita was not a great yep. eight, um, yep. so it's cool to see the guy who's gonna really go for it. And he looked
0: great. He did look yeah. good. He looked really good. The jersey doesn't look caviar. Yeah, that. agreed. Um, agreed. Yes.
1: Um, my second midfielder, James Laprouse. I mean, when you have two assists, yeah. I yeah. Mean,
0: I mean, to be fair, we didn't really defend on one of the corners at all. I mean, I think a, a rec team could have defended better, but that's neither here nor there. He's a great player. Great signing and by West Ham. He
1: loves second yeah. so yeah. I think he's gonna. I mean, at least have five. Bondage, yeah, just from set pieces. Just from one. set pieces, yeah. Um, and then in CISO, Rip. Yeah. Um, but he had, I mean, his pass yeah. to, uh, was it Evan Ferguson? Yeah, Evan Fergus. Was just yep. top.
0: And of course, we wish him speedy recovery. Speedy
1: recovery. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he came out good, and, and this yeah. was his year, so I'm bummed. Yep. Vinny Jr., I mean, not sad. Yep. Vinny's just Vinny. He's yep. just electric, lightning in the bottle. Matoma. Uh, I mean that solo goal. That goal was fantastic. Yeah, insane. And then Harry Kane off the mark for Bayern with the goal and assist. Yep. Uh, that really doesn't need to be explained. That well. doesn't
0: need to be explained. Pretty strong list. I mean, kind of all over all over the map as far as leagues, which is great. No, no one dominated league. Although plenty of Premier League players there, but um, quite a few different leagues represented, which is fantastic. Uh, player of the week for you, who's not on your list, but. Uh, Who is your player of the week? So
1: I purposely did not include the player of the week and the young player of the week because I didn't want to have to. Fair enough, fair enough. So my player of the week was Osimin. They went down to Frazione, I think is how you pronounce it. And uh, he came back with two goals and he looked just like his old self. So he's my player of the week
0: can't can't pick against that i mean it's pretty solid two goals you kind of step it up and then your young player of the week we mentioned him earlier uh just looked fantastic again and only going to continue to grow uh thoughts on jude bellingham
1: i mean it's just the kid just fits in with this team he already looks like a leader with the young guys just how he presents himself just i mean even with his brother it's just the bellingham family it's just just yeah fantastic both Two goals each. Yep. One with the head. One with the right foot. Yep. I don't know if that's ever been done. We'll have to look it up. We'll have to look it up. But stat check. But I mean, how many goal involvements is he gonna have? Yeah. Be interesting. Over twenty goals and assists.
0: Probably closer to thirty, to be honest. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy thing about from a non-striker. Yeah. Twenty. Yeah. Exactly. A
1: big fee. You would think that maybe that would weigh on him. Yeah. But he slotted right in, change of formation around. It seems like the team is playing around you. Yeah. Um, so that's just, I mean, Ballon Dior and. Potentially. Potentially. Oh, if not sooner. If not sooner. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I just hope he can stay healthy. Yeah, me too. So far, so. Yeah.
0: Knock on wood for that. Well, we covered a lot here, Daniel. Of course, there's one more segment to go. This is where I mentioned earlier, I am the cooler. <laughs> um, but. That doesn't mean that the the fans of the show cannot make some wagers and make some money off of your predictions and your bets. Give us your big bets of the week.
1: All right. So obviously you could always take you know the favorites and the money lines and parlay them, but I, I think that's that's boring. So and I think it's boring to bet the under. So I always bet the over. Um, so a couple overs. I'm gonna have to be selective here. I think that City Sheffield. I think over three is a dumb line yep. and I think that City is going to completely annihilate. Interesting, interesting. Um, I
0: have a different take on that, but really? keep going, keep going, really? absolutely. Okay.
1: Um I think that Monaco and Hans, that seems like the yeah. goal. is agree. Even that though Singo, the center back, was in my XI, I think yep. that's a young ex, like a young back line that yep. they have going there. And I think that even though Monaco may score a lot of goals, they're also going to concede goals. Um, another one that I love is the Leipzig Stuttgart. Both of them over three. Both of them came out to a hot flying start. Yep. I mean, we just watched Leipzig score three goals against three C4. Yeah. And yeah. Stuttgart scored five goals. They're going to be coming in here pretty bullish, thinking they can maybe get a result against Leipzig. So I think that that will be goals, goals, goals. And my last but not least, BBV. Dortmund versus Bochum, three and a half. Bochum are awful. awful. Yep. BVB did not look great. I think Terzic is probably pretty pissed yeah. off. I would say a different and I performance think coming going out. Yeah. Beat the crap out of them. Yep. So three and a half. I think that's might be five percent.
0: We'll take them to the bank, folks. If you don't win, uh, feel free to hit them up on Twitter, complain about them, and this tell is them. It's not advice. <laughs> <a bit. laughs> I do say the only thing I have differently is I do think City are going to actually potentially get a draw give up some points you in this game they're not win. I do I think the situation with Pep and his back injury not being on the sideline not being in training potentially Daniel. could have an impact on the road so again they don't lose but they also may not get the W and but of course they, gonna
1: play for
0: Pep? they may play for Pep of course I was gonna say they may win 6-0 just as I'm saying this but uh, Daniel Appreciate it as always. This is a great uh, take on European football. Of course, we'll be here every week with you guys throughout the season. Please follow us on Twitter. Again, my handle is life of um Geslin. Daniels is
1: style.
0: there. You go. And if not, we'll see you in the next one.